This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Some areas of our country are doing very well. Others are doing less well. It will probably, unfortunately, get worse before it gets better. From this evening, I must give the British people a very simple instruction. You must stay at home. We can no longer, from today onwards, be proud. We can no longer sit back and remain silent on the senseless, unlawful killings, sly racism of another human being based only on what? Their skin colour. We are worried that um, the Chinese Communist Party make use of the evil law to further suppress Hong Kong people. This is all wrong. I shouldn't be up here. I should be back in school on the other side of the ocean. Yet, you all come to us young people for hope. How dare you? Hi, everyone, and welcome to Where We Are with Nina Zoe Porter, your breakdown of all the key events in the world from the past seven days, all in one bite-sized podcast. For today's episode, here's what happened in the world this week. Rescue crews have been racing to find survivors of floods that have wrecked havoc across Western Europe, killing more than 150 people. Hundreds are still missing after record rainfall triggered severe floods in Germany and Belgium. Heavy rains also hit Switzerland, Luxembourg and the Netherlands, where Prime Minister Mark Rutte has declared a national disaster in one southern province. European leaders have blamed the extreme weather on climate change. Experts say global warming makes torrential rainfall more likely. The world has already warmed about 1.2 degrees Celsius since the industrial era began. It is the intensity and the length of these events um, where science tells us this is a clear indication Um, of uh, climate change. In Germany, where the death toll stands at over 100, President Frank-Walter Steinmeier has said he was stunned by the devastation ahead of a visit to a flood-hit region on Saturday. Rescue teams in Germany were hampered by difficult conditions on Friday, leaving relatives of the missing waiting anxiously for news. When you get extreme events such as you know, such as what we've seen, two months' worth of rainfall in, in two days. It's, 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 it's very, very difficult to, to, to cope. Phone networks were down, roads were badly damaged, and more than 100,000 homes were without power. Roger Levents, the Interior Minister for Rhineland-Palatinate, told local media the death toll would probably rise. He said, when you haven't heard from people for such a long time, you have to fear the worst. And next... Platforms like Facebook. They're killing people. 
I mean, it really, they all, look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. And, that's, and, they're, and they're killing people. U.S. President Joe Biden has warned that the spread of COVID-19 misinformation on social media is killing people and that the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. Biden was responding to a question from a reporter about the alleged role of platforms like Facebook in spreading falsehoods about vaccines and the pandemic. The White House has been increasing their pressure on social media companies to tackle disinformation. The White House press secretary, Jen Psaki, said Facebook and other platforms were not doing enough to combat misinformation about vaccines. Uh, with these social media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given, as Dr. Murth- Murthy uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation, specifically on the pandemic. However, Facebook says it is taking aggressive action to protect public health. A spokesman for Facebook defended the company's actions and said the company would not be distracted by accusations which aren't supported by the facts. In a separate statement, Facebook also said it had removed more than 18 million pieces of COVID misinformation and removed accounts that repeatedly break these rules. In response, Ms. Saki commented that, obviously there are steps they have taken. She added, it is clear that there are more that can be taken. The press secretary also highlighted the steps the government was doing itself to protect citizens against misinformation. Touch uh, with these social media platforms. We've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook uh, that spread disinformation. US health officials have warned that the country's current spike in COVID-19 deaths and infections is exclusively hitting unvaccinated communities. And finally, want to go home yeah i would i would love to see my family of course if you said to the british government my kids are british i can send them home i'll stay here my children are my everything i cannot it, it will break my heart especially their hearts I... but it's their safety yes i know but they have been separated from everything their whole life is always on the run like we're just trying to survive. This week, 10 children and six mothers held in a prison camp for jihadists in Syria have been flown home to Belgium. This is the biggest repatriation of suspected Islamic State IS members since the group's fall in 2019. Hundreds of Europeans who travelled to Syria to join IS, including women and children, are trapped in Kurdish-run camps in northern Syria. Many European countries have not allowed them to return due to the security risks they pose. The case of Shamima Begum, the British schoolgirl who joined IS in 2015 and was later stripped of her UK citizenship on security grounds, is one prominent example. However, Belgium has made it clear that it wants to bring back young children. After the outbreak of war in Syria in 2011, more than 400 Belgians went there to join IS. But after the militants were defeated in the region in March 2019, the mothers and children were moved to camps along with thousands of others who were displaced. But human rights groups have urged governments to take their citizens back, arguing that leaving women and children in camps puts them at risk of illness and radicalisation. 
Also, many children have been murdered. My bigger brother, he got cancer, daddy. When he was going, he said to me, maybe I will come back one after two months. He was fighting for the Islamic yeah. State. And then his friends came, they bring his stuff, like motorbike, and his camera and his uh, stuff, you know. And then he said he got, he got killed. Once they return from the camp in Roy, northern eastern Syria, the mothers are expected to be arrested and charged by anti-terror authorities, while the children will be taken into care. So, you're all caught up. That's where we are in the world this week. Be sure to listen next week to stay up to date on the latest news around the world. Search Where We Are with Nina Porter on all podcast platforms and subscribe today to get new episodes first. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.